might be fake news, but I tweeted out that Crayola story anyway. I even said on my Twitter feed, this might be fake news. I just, I, you know, but then as I was thinking about it, people were upset about, you know, raw cotton at Hobby Lobby. And you, who knows? I mean, they're trying to, now they're trying to ban Ben Franklin because he was friendly with slave owners. You never know. And you never know. It's 2017. I mean, they're, they're selling $700 double jeans and pumpkin spice pizza for crying out loud. Matt Kittle, um, I know you're not going to help me feel sane because, one, you're you. And, two, the story we're going to talk about is, uh, ah, you walked right into it, is, um, is, is something that is just, you know, just ridiculous. But, anyway, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Thank you. And just a quick question for yes. the double gene crowd. Yeah. Are they like, are they like fundies? Are they like what? <laughs> are they like fundies? Fundies. <laughs> do you remember fundies? I do remember fundies. No, these are like, you know, think um, think the kind of jeans that the the gangbangers wear that that are cinched around their butts, you know, right below oh. their butt cheeks. So yeah. I don't know where that came from. So think of that over a pair of high-waisted mom jeans. And you wow. can and you can see the waistband and there's two flies as well. I don't know which fly you use to pee. I, it's too much information for me. <laughs> but um but they are $700. So they blend two styles. They they blend prison thug style and high-waisted mom jeans style to produce sort of I maybe it's like you know, thug mom chic or something like that. Thug mom with your pants on the ground. <laughs> Word. All right, Matt Kittle. Um, what's going on with this story out of the University of Wisconsin Whitewater? We had this professor, Sabina uh, Burton, is now having to defend her job when all she did was report misconduct. At the University of Wisconsin Whitewater, why why is she a problem now that she may actually lose her job? Tell me what's going on. Yeah, this is uh, quite a story. I, I will correct uh, just up front. University of Wisconsin Platteville. Platteville. My this, I, right. My apologies. Yeah, Platteville. Uh, yep, I, I know it was just uh, just a mistake. But uh, no, the UW Platteville issue has been going on for uh, you know the last three plus years. No, excuse me, it's been going on longer than that. But Sabina Burton is a criminal justice professor in a very dysfunctional criminal justice program, which is sad because the criminal justice program in Wisconsin was a pioneering criminal justice program started by a pioneer of criminal justice programs, um, Joe Lomax, years ago. It has had some problems in recent years, and this is a battle really between... Uh, as Sabina Burton says, a battle between an administration, uh, as she claims, that wants to keep its dirty little secrets out of the public eye, and a whistleblower who does not. Um, and, and that's what it comes down to today. Sabina uh, Burton, at this hour, is fighting for her job as the university, a faculty committee, decides whether it will go with the recommendation of the chancellor, Dennis Shields, to dismiss Sabina Burton for being, um, um, uh, I, how do they phrase this in their report, uh, aggressive and uh, making harassing statements and all of these sorts of things. But you're right, this all began back in 2012 when Professor Burton stood up for a student 
who uh, it was very clear was uh, had a, a real complaint of sexual harassment against a male criminal justice professor, and then it has uh, gotten to this point. What happened was she took this. She took the the complaint of the student uh, and filed an official complaint on the student's behalf. Um, so makes her a whistleblower, expecting the appropriate um, university system to respond positively to the student to help this student. And instead, what happened is it seems like the university closed ranks to protect the accused professor rather than, you know, whether or not they should investigate the student's complaint. Apparently, it does appear the student did not make that complaint casually. It was apparently there was some substance to her complaint. But because Sabina Burton took her side and stood with the student, she's the one accused of, this is this is the quote, disrespectful, harassing, and intimidating behavior. Not because she's a loudmouth and yells loudly or gets in people's faces, but because she was the whistleblower. Yes, and over the course of that time, she had uh, alleged incidents of the, the interim chairman who had uh, threatened her. She had lost opportunities because she had filed complaints against the university administration. And ultimately, she filed a complaint with the, uh, the court, the federal court in the Western District. Now, that case was uh, dismissed in the favor of the university because the, the, the judge in that case said it didn't rise to retaliation. Uh, and in the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, they simply agreed with the Western District Court. Now, uh, the argument here is that retaliation certainly should be considered when Sabina Burton, who's been cleared in so many other investigations and cases driven by administration, uh, now faces losing her job. And indeed, she has another lawsuit before the same court, who's, uh, the, the same judge who said, yes, uh, this case can proceed. There are some uh, due process civil rights issues here in this particular case, so they go at it again. So Burton's going to go at it again. Um, All right, so let me ask this question. Is there politics at play here? Uh, That is the allegation, one of the allegations. Burton is uh, known to be a more conservative professor on the University of Wisconsin Platteville campus. She had reached out to Governor Walker for help, as I understand her, at least his administration. Her attorney, who represented her, the first go-round before the Western District Court, uh, is a big union attorney who has a deep-seated hatred for Act 10. And the allegation from Professor Burton is that he didn't uh, give his very all to her case. As a matter of fact, the Western District Court agreed, saying that basically his, the attorney's representation failed his client on many levels, and she believes that that has something to do with the fact that he is a very vocal out-front attorney against Act 10 and a very uh, outspoken critic of, of the government. Wow. So what is, is she tenured? Does she have any protections under, yeah. under the, the rules of tenure? She is tenured, and one of the arguments from the university is, hey, she you know, she got tenured during this process. She can't be retaliated against. Well, we tell us part of the story. It took a long time for her to get there after the faculty committee that reviewed the student's case of harassment came back and said, you know, the student is right, Professor Burton is right, and administration really failed on a lot of different levels 
to the point of slut-shaming the student who didn't want her professor to give her, pass her a note in class saying, call me tonight with his cell phone number on it. Uh, that was a deep concern. He did that to no one else. His defense was that he was trying to do some kind of an experiment, and he was backed up by this administration in the criminal justice department, and eventually backed up by administration. Wait a minute. The professor said that he was sending her sleazy, slipping her sleazy notes because he was doing an experiment? He was slipping her a note that said, call me urgently and gave his private cell phone number, and when the student complained and said, I'm weirded out by that, quite frankly, the, the male professor said, oh, it's just an experiment, and he was backed up by then by the uh, criminal justice Department All right. It sounds. It sounds like um, there's a, there's a mess of cronyism and and uh, you know and friends protecting friends at the university at the expense at least of a student's complaint um, and now potentially at a, in a, a professor's job. By the way, her tenure apparently is irrelevant as they as they try to figure out whether they're going to dismiss her using the uh, accusations of unprofessional conduct uh, and disrespectful and intimidating behavior for standing on behalf of the student. So it sounds like they gave her tenure because they had to, and now they're looking for the loopholes in tenure to dismiss her. Yeah, so let me, let me be clear on this. I have covered this story for almost a year now. It started with a, a major investigative piece on it back in October of last year. I have read thousands of pages of court documents and emails and human resources material. There is nothing in this case that shows that Sabina Burton acted in any other way but as a whistleblower. Perhaps she was uh, not always the most uh, cordial to administration, but she acted in a way that would... Um, I think uh, she would comport herself with, with the rules of, of whistleblowing, of, of bringing misconduct allegations to the table. And it, it seems pretty clear that there were concerns about her repeatedly bringing these complaints, not only to administration, but to the University of Wisconsin system. Which, by the way, did a report into this and said, yeah, there's some serious dysfunction yes, they did. in this criminal justice department. Yes, they did. The University of Wisconsin system analyzed the department and said, you guys are a mess. Um, it, personal dysfunction. Uh, this is, let's see, we've got John McAdams, who acted as a whistleblower at Marquette with tenure, who's now um, potentially going to you know, permanently lose his job. We've got Sabina Burton, who acted as a whistleblower, um, and she may lose her job. It seems like the university system does not... Uh, does not cozy up to whistleblowers very easily, Matt. No, and particularly not conservative whistleblowers. Yeah, and that's that. another thing to consider as well is that these people's politics tends to lean right. Um, read all about it at MacIverInstitute.com. There's a brand new story up here. Uh, MacIverInstitute.com. And, of course, Matt Kittle is the investigative reporter on that. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. Thank you, Vicki. I All appreciate right. it. Go get some pumpkin spice pizza, my friend. I'm out of time. We're going out early for baseball, so I'll see you all tomorrow.